Well, hello, dear hearts. I trust that you're having an empowering day. Welcome to a Biblical Perspective podcast where God's point of view is the only one. That's right. That matters. I am your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, excited as always to be with you, my Biblical Perspective family. Listen, I want you to pull your device close and close and pull it close yet again, because we have, as always, we have an empowering, insightful, enlightening teaching in store for you on today. So let's jump, let's dive, let's delve right into what God has prepared for you whom love him. And if you love him, of course, you must love his word because God is his word and his word is he for in the beginning. I feel like teaching right out the gate for in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh and what dwelt among us. My goodness, I'm telling you, I am excited. I am excited. And again, I am excited. What we're going to teach on today. Listen, you are going to want to take notes. You are going to want to download this episode specifically and share it with your friends, your family, everyone, you know, who desires, whom desires. I'm not sure if I'm using the proper word there, who or whom. Nonetheless, I want you to share this word with those who does whom desire. There I go again. I want, <laughs> we're going to get it right here in just a moment. But nonetheless, I'm trying to be grammatically accurate and correct. But however, I want you to share this word with those whom need or not necessarily need rather, but those whom are seeking success. Those whom are seeking a success and not and 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 uh, not just a moment of success, but desires success in every area and aspect of their life. And really, there's no one that I know whom does not desire success in every area and aspect of their life. The issue is many people, not only the elect of God, not only those whom have pledged their allegiance to Christ, but also those whom are yet unregenerated sinners. They're seeking success in the wrong place. Now, it's somewhat expected for those, again, whom have not been reconciled to God through Christ. It's expected for them to seek the world's options to seek the world's way and or to seek the world's method in regards to success. That's expected because they're yet of the world. All right. They're yet of the world. But for those of us whom are the elect of God, for those of us that have been born from above, we ought to operate in accordance to the system of the kingdom. We are to operate in accordance to the laws that govern the kingdom of God. However, it is not 
that way. In many instances, you have kingdom citizens, catch this, seeking success outside of the kingdom and or seeking success in accordance to the world's methods, in accordance to the world's philosophy. And that's not how it is to be for those of us whom are children of God, for those of us that have been born again, born from above. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So I want to deal with this subject for the sake of a subject, God's success plan, God's success plan. Now, listen, I know some of you might be listening to the to the podcast while you're at the gym, while you're driving, while you're on your lunch break. But if you can't take notes again, I encourage you to make sure that you download this episode so that you can go back, listen again and extract the revelation, extract the information that you know you need to hear again so that you can properly apply it, appropriate it and reap the benefits thereof. God has a success plan. Now, I just want you to meditate on that for a few seconds before we move further. I just want you to meditate on that. God has a God has a success plan. Now, let's take it a step further. I want you to declare this over your life. God has a success plan for me. God has a success plan for me. Here's the caveat in order for the success plan that God has ordained for your life, for my life to manifest, to come to fruition. We have to do it his way. We have to apply the word of God accurately. We have to do it in the manner that he has designed. We have to do it the way that he has ordained. We cannot veer, we cannot sway, we cannot divert from the 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 method, the, the the structure, the blueprint, as it were, that God has set, that God has established, that governs his success plan. All right? Now let's Look at Joshua 1 and 7. We're going to begin there in regards to our scripture reference. Joshua 1 and 7. Go ahead and turn there. And right before we read the scriptures there, those verses, I want to define for you. You know, listen, you know, Prophet Johnson has definitions. Come on here. Come on. We have definitions. We want to define the term Success. What does it mean? All right. Success in the noun form. Listen to this. The accomplishment of an aim or purpose. The operative words in that definition are aim and purpose. So again, the meaning, the definition to success is the accomplishment, the fulfillment the completion of an aim or purpose. Now, here is where we begin to 
get into understanding and or establishing. That's a better word. Here is where we get into establishing the success plan of God. Success, again, is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. However, when we discuss, deal with God's success plan, we have to, or the question is, whose aim and whose purpose are you desiring to accomplish? Did that make sense to you? Again, we're discussing God's success plan. The world has a success plan, believe it or not. The devil, Satan, all right, Lucifer, the son of the morning that fell from heaven with a thump. (laughs) He has a success plan for your life, but it's not success according to our understanding. Because, of course, the devil doesn't want you to succeed by way of prospering, by way of being established, whole, healthy, operating in your purpose and in destiny in accordance to the will of God. No, he doesn't want Satan doesn't want you to succeed in that regard. He wants you to accomplish the aim and or the purpose that he has established for your life, which in essence and ultimately is will bring destruction to your life, will bring regret, will bring remorse. Hmm? So when we, as we deal with this, subject matter, which is very powerful, very insightful. We have to understand, again, when we deal with the success plan of God, what differentiates God's success plan for your life and your or my success plan for our own lives is God's success plan deals with us accomplishing, fulfilling the aim and or the purpose that he has established. Hence it being God's success plan because the aim and or the purpose that we are accomplishing, endeavoring to accomplish is not of our own. I'm not pursuing the purpose that I've established for my own life. If I do then I am pursuing my success plan. I'm pursuing my ambitions. I'm pursuing what it is that I have determined is what's best for me. But remember what Paul teaches us in the epistles, and that is that the life we live, we live by the Son of God who gave himself for us. We are not in charge. I know some of you yet think that you are, but let me help you. Let me help us. Can I just help us? Come on. We as the elect of God, 
as the redeemed of the Lord, we are no longer in charge of our lives. And the truth be told, we never were. Prior to Christ, pre-Christ, Satan ran, governed our lives. Whether you believe it or not, whether you realize it or not, the devil, come on, the devil was running the show. We were bound by sin. All right. But when we encountered Christ, glory to his name, now he, instead of Satan, controls our lives, dictates, governs, directs us. We are bond servants no longer to sin, but we're bond servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Again, we're not as well, let me say it in this let me say it this way. Christians, we have no business planning our lives. And the plans that we have made for our lives, come on, have been interrupted, have been have have been wrecked, have been altered by the Lord Jesus. When we accepted him, encountered him, realized that he knew better, realized that he had better, realized that his mind, his mindset, his thought process was better. Hence, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Hence, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on. So we need to pull ourselves together and make sure that the success that we're seeking, the success that we're seeking a third time for those in the back, the success that we're seeking is the success plan of God and or is God's success plan. Are we in our seek for success in our seek for accomplishing the aim, the purpose, the goal. Is it what God has established for our life? Is it what God has revealed or is it your ambition? Because let me share this with you. I, as a child, my, my dream was to as as it pertains to an occupation as it pertains to a profession i desire to be a teacher to be an educator in the school system and little did i know that that desire was planted birthed in me before the foundations of the world by god the creator himself however my understanding of that desire to teach and to educate was in the secular arena. Little did I know that, yes, I was destined to teach, but rather teaching English, rather than teaching science, rather than teaching arithmetic, I was teaching the word of God. And so when I was awakened 
to who Christ was and yea, who I am in him, I began to realize, hey, the plans that I had set and established for me weren't quite exactly what God's plans were. Hmm? And so I had to make the, the, the change, the transition, the shift, and understand that the roadmap to success that I had for my life would more than likely yield success, but would that success be God's success? And I'm going to show you here as we open scripturally with Jeremiah, rather with Joshua, as we open with Joshua 1, 7, I know you thought I forgot the text, but I hadn't forgotten. I haven't forgotten the text. Come on, y'all know, y'all know me better than that. But I'm setting the stage, setting the foundation. So let's look at now Joshua 1, and let's start reading at verse 7. Now, I'm not sure if this particular teaching, this more than likely it will be. I was preparing to say, I'm not sure if this particular teaching, whether I will complete it all in this episode and more than likely I won't because there's so much that I need that I mandated that I am uh, uh, constrained by the spirit of God to unpack. I know I'm not going to do that, be successful in that within this episode. So more than likely we'll have a part two as it pertains to this particular teaching. Joshua 1 and verse 7. King James Version, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper, listen, whithersoever thou goest. Right there, God is establishing the process for prosperity, the process, the plan for prosperity and or success in him. He's establishing it right here in verse seven of Joshua one. And in case you missed it, he says that if you observe to do according to all operative word, all A L L. If you do all the law. Now, let me help us. He is not singling out the Ten Commandments. He's not singling out the law of Moses. What is in what rather what uh, what he's saying here in, 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 in regards to obeying the law of God is obey the word of God or to help you receive more of a 21st century understanding, obey, comply with the will of God. Whatever God says, do, do it. Whatever God instructs, however God instructs, do it. His will is his word. His word is his will. All right. His word is law. Those law 
word, will, commandment, they're all synonymous. They all mean the same thing. And so in essence, what God was telling the people here is that if you want to abide within the, let me say it in this manner, if you're going to be successful the way I have ordained you to be, if you're going to be successful the way I want you to be, if you're going to be prosperous without sorrow, because the blessing of the Lord, oh, Father, oh, glory. I got to hear the bell. Oh, my God. I feel the Holy Ghost here while I'm teaching. Calm down, Johnson. Pull it back. Pull it back. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. The blessing of the Lord. The scripture there is specifying whose blessing or which blessing maketh rich and adds no sorrow, adds no headache, adds no remorse. It's the blessing of the Lord. Why is this important? Because there are two spiritual entities that bless, that empowers. That's God, the Lord, and Satan. And so remember anything, God is the originator and the creator of all things. Satan, the devil, is a duplicator. He just replicates. And in his replicating in his copying in his duplicating he corrupts i'm teaching real good here and so i want you to understand that i'm not lost i'm still in joshua one and seven come on but i want you to understand that the word of the lord in that verse of scripture that I quoted, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, the blessing of the Lord. See, we just read it and not really take inventory to what is actually being said to us. So God's blessing, God's empowerment maketh rich, but it addeth no sorrow. Satan's blessing, Satan's empowerment, Satan's enablement, Satan's ability, Satan's connections, the doors he opens, the opportunities he provides, the advantages he presents to you, they will eventually yield regret, remorse, sorrow. How many celebrities do we know of past and present that achieved great success in their specific field, whether it was film, whether it was sports, whether it was music, the music industry, they reached the highest level possible in regards to their field, their profession, They had the money, they had materialistic possessions, but they had no peace. Their relationships were jacked up. They were divorced 55 times. Okay, I exaggerated there, but you know what I'm saying? They had three failed marriages. Their children is uh, have 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 no have, have have no relationship with them. They're children have nothing to do with them and or they have developed 
some type of incurable disease. And even though they have the money, even though they have the affluence, even though they have the influence and the wealth, they're not able to enjoy it. Come on, because the blessing they receive, the empowerment they receive, the success that they accomplished was not the aim and or the purpose of God. So let's finish our verse here. God's success plan centers around his word. That's noteworthy. Let's hit the bell there. Those of you whom are new to the biblical perspective podcast, that bell that you hear means that what was said just now was powerful, was potent, was revelational. Come on. And you know it was. That was good. And so we have to understand that God's success plan centers around his word. Let's finish Joshua 7, verse 7, chapter 1 again. He says, Observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever, whithersoever, whithersoever thou goest. It makes no difference the location. It makes no it makes no difference what you may not have in place according to the system of the world that you're in. Hence, not of, but in. Because you are operating in the success plan of God, you will prosper. Wherever you are, verse eight, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. The word of God should never depart from your mouth. We should never fail to declare it. We shall we should never fail to speak it. We should never fail to live by it. We should never disconnect. In essence, that's what he is saying. Never disconnect yourself from the word of God. And the word of God is not just that in which we call the Holy Bible, but the word of God is God. Are you understanding that? So when you disconnect and or if you disconnect from the word of God, you have hence disconnected yourself from God. God and his word are one. They're, 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 they're one. You cannot separate God from his word. He says that I place my word above my name. Hmm? That's how much reverence God gives, yields to his own word. And so it says to us that we are not to allow the word of God, the will of God, the commandment of God to depart from our mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, day and night in what meditate in what meditate on what not your circumstance, not your situation, not what others are doing, not what others feel you should do. Listen, and not even meditating on your own ambitions, not meditating on what it is you feel. Well, God, this is my life. I've been living this life for 34 years. Listen, God's been existing since eternity. <laughs> All right. And eternity, the last time I checked, eternity is longer than 33 years. Come on. So 
It makes no difference if you've lived 80 years, 100 years. Your your century, century uh, uh, years of living cannot compare to God to God uh, I lost my train of thought because I'm excited I'm trying to sit here in this studio and teach this but I really feel like running but your 100 years of life cannot equate does not equate to God's eternal existence that's what I was endeavoring to say before I got caught up to the third heaven I just got caught up let me hit the bell just because I got caught up all right let's finish this uh did I finish verse eight this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous there's that word again prosperous 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 he says it in verse seven and he reiterates it in verse eight. And now the end sentence, the end portion of verse eight, and then, and then thou shalt have good success. And then, so with God's success plan, success does not manifest prior to our compliance with the word of God, compliance to the word of God. The success of God does not begin to materialize in totality. He'll give glimpse or rather he'll release bits and pieces. He'll release small aspects to encourage us and to keep us on course. However, the success, the totality of the success of God for your life does not materialize until we demonstrate consistent. There's a, there's a word, there's a word, there's a word, consistent obedience, consistent Compliance, consistent submission. Now, that's not Johnson. That's the Bible. That's the scriptures. That's the word of God. He says, again, in the latter portion, the end portion, the end part of verse seven. And then thou shalt have good success. Then thou shalt have God's success. If you obey what I've said. But that's the issue that we have within the 21st century church. And that is we want God's success. We want God's prosperity. We want God's blessings without a fair exchange. We want his goods without having to pay for it. And we pay for it, not with earthly currency. We pay for it with our obedience We pay for it with our submission. We pay for it with our compliance. We pay for it with our allegiance to Jesus Christ. We pay for it by standing up for holiness and righteousness. We pay for it by declaring that the word is right. We, oh, I'm teaching here. Hmm? 
Now, let's look at Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy. I want to lay more scriptural foundation before we go further. Deuteronomy 28. And let's start at verse one. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. My God, my God, you talk about success. You talk about prosperity. You talk about achievement. What you say. Come on here. He says, I will set thee on high. This is God talking. This is Yahweh talking. This is Jesus speaking here. The word of God. Huh? He says, I will set ye set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. You will you, you will be bomb rushed by blessing. Success will be your middle name. Forget middle name. Success will be your name. You know the song that says, I am victory or victory is my name. Well, success will be your name. Success will become your identity. Success will be within your DNA. However, it's conditional. I know we don't like that word. Y'all forgive me for cussing on a biblical perspective. I'm sorry. I just cussed. I just cussed. Condition. Conditional. I cussed again. Well, it's my platform. (laughs) See, most of us cringe when we hear that word condition, conditional, contingent. And contrary to popular belief, the word of God, everything, come on, say everything. Everything in the word of God is conditional. Everything in the word of God is contingent upon us doing something first that complies with the ordinance of God before God reveals, God manifests, God materializes. But we have allowed culture to deceive us in thinking and believing that just because God said it, he's going to do it and or that he has to do it. No, God is sovereign. Have we forgotten? Have you forgotten? He's sovereign and he doesn't have to do anything. No one can make him. No one can force him. Are you following me? God is not obligated to nobody. Let me use my best English. God is not obligated to air one of us. (laughs) He is not obligated However, the blessing of the Lord overtaking us, the blessing of the Lord coming up on us, according to Deuteronomy 28, is contingent upon our obedience, our compliance to his word, to his will, to his ordinances. All right. Verse two, again, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if, 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 
if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And then he begins to identify and specify the blessings that will overtake the blessings that will come up on us. The six, the, 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 the areas of life in which we will have success in, but it's contingent upon our obedience. Now, remember in the beginning of today's podcast, I told you that everything God does, Satan duplicates. He, he develops an alternate. However, he corrupts it. And so many are deceived in thinking, hey, I don't need God. I don't need to do it his way. I don't need to do it in accordance to his method, his structure. I don't have to go by his blueprint to build a successful life. I can utilize Satan's blueprint, cut some corners, cut some time and some years off and yet arrive at the same result. Well, yes, you can do it that way, but rest assured that the success, quote unquote, that you acquire will be temporary. And it comes with a high cost. See, God is just. Satan is not. That was powerful. God is just. Satan is not. You understand? So, Satan is going to offer whatever he needs to offer you to bait you, to hook you. But trust and believe there is fine print that he will not bring attention to. And it won't come up until way down the road. Let's look at Job as we prepare to close today's episode. Let's look at Job chapter 21. Job 21, Job 21. And let's start reading around verse 7. Now I'm going to read first from the King James, but then I want to switch to the CEV version, which is the contemporary English version. All right. But first, let's read from the King James. Job 21 and 7. Wherefore, listen to this. Wherefore do the wicked live, become old, yea, are mighty in power. Their seed is established in their sight with them and their offspring before their eyes. Their house are safe from fear. Neither is the rod of God upon them. Their bull gendereth and faileth not. Their cow calveth 
and casteth not her calf. They send forth their little ones like a flock and their children dance. Talking about the wicked now. They take the timbrel and harp and rejoice at the sound of the organ. They spend their days in wealth and in a moment go down to the grave. All of this success, all of this prosperity, all of this living the good life, all of this living it like it's golden. Hmm? And then it says they spend their days in wealth and in a moment go down to the grave. They die. Now, let me read that from the CEV and then we'll bring clarity and understanding to what it is we just read. Why do evil people live so long? Have you ever asked that question? Have you ever asked God that whether out loud or whether within yourself in your mind that is God, why is it that the the wicked why is it that the evil person those that don't regard you don't reverence you they're living a successful life seemingly and even even though or even if on the outside they have everything material wise they have everything possession wise they have everything clout wise they have everything that the world deems as successful and or deems as uh, or, or utilizes to 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 determine whether one has succeeded in life. Even if that's true, notice what verse seven says in the question. Notice the word that's used in the question. Why do evil? <laughs> why do evil people not righteous, not God-fearing, not a defender of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. No, he says, he asks, why do evil, evil, evil? So, oh, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me finish my verse. Let me finish my verses. Let me finish my verses. Verse eight, why are they allowed to see their children grow up? They have no worries at home and God never punishes them. Their cattle have lots of calves without ever losing one. Their children play and dance safely by themselves. These people sing and celebrate to the sound of tambourines, small harps and flutes, and they are successful. Oh, there's that word. They are successful, but catch it. They're successful by the world's definition, not by God's. Their success has manifested because they accomplished what they aimed for. They accomplished what they set out for. They accomplished their purpose in life, but not God's. And I want to help us to understand that if you are not accomplishing the purpose of God, then you are not successful, regardless of how many bank accounts, regardless of you being able to wear furs and mink coats in August, you are not successful. Come on, saint of God. Come on here, my biblical perspective family. Let us be cerebral Christians. Let us be thinkers. We cannot allow 
the devil and his cohorts to deceive us in believing that the life he offers is better than what God offers. Hmm? Stop envying the secular artist. Stop envying the entertainer. Stop envying the 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 athlete that is anti-God that has given their life to the service of fallen deities whereby they have in sacrificing unto these idol gods, they have mutilated their bodies. They have marked their bodies. Come on on the outside. They're living large, but on the inside, they are dead men's bones on the inside. They have no peace. They have no, no, no uh, uh, guarantee that when they transition from this temporal, physical realm we call life and or earth, that they will spend eternity with God, that they're reconciled. Their trust and their confidence has been placed has been established in a system that is temporal, that is corrupt. Come on. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And so verse 13, and they are successful without worry until the day they die. Remember, the question was, why do the evil? So, even though they had everything that you may have desired and you may have wanted, but because they died evil, meaning they died not reconciled. They died not having been forgiven. They died not having been born again. They're dead and everything that they enjoyed in this life, they no longer can enjoy, no longer has relevance, no longer has meaning. And now they are reaping the benefits of having went after success that was not God's. And what, 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 what? What profits a man? Come on. Can I just teach the Bible since this is a biblical perspective? What profits a man to gain? Here it is. The whole world and lose his soul. So do you want to be successful prophet? Of course. Absolutely. I do. And guess what? I am. I will be because I'm doing it in accordance with. To God's will, I am endeavoring to accomplish the aim and or the purpose that God has established for my life. Hence, success for me is inevitable. Success for me is guaranteed and it can be inevitable and it can be guaranteed for you. I don't care what it looks like right now. I don't care how bleak, how dark the circumstance, the situation, you can change it. Come on. The word of God can change the trajectory 
of your life if you put your trust in it, put your faith in it and apply it. If you work the word of God, the word of God will work for you. Catch this, but you can't desire to work it with ulterior motives. You have to have pure motives. You can't desire to work the word of God simply to get the blessing and or the benefits thereof. You need desire to work the word of God one because the word of God is perfect. The law of God is perfect, converting the soul. You are to desire to work, to appropriate, to live in accordance to the word of God because he deserves our our service, our allegiance because of who he is, yea, what he has done for us. Come on. Is that not truth? Is that not truth? Can I say it once again? Is that not truth? Well, dear heart, you know what that sound means. You know what the hearing the theme song, the intro, the outro means. And that is my time is up. What an empowering podcast. What an empowering time we have had here on a biblical perspective. I want to thank you from the bottom of from the bottom of my heart for listening to a biblical perspective with yours truly prophet ct johnson listen do me a favor if you enjoyed today's episode i want you to show me that you did by reviewing the show on apple Podcasts, and of course subscribe wherever you listen i want you to go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen. And I want you not just to subscribe. I want you to do that. Yes, I do. I want you to subscribe to A Biblical Perspective with Prophet C.T. Johnson, but I also want you to review it. I want to hear what your thoughts are. Give me your feedback. Tell me the episode that blessed you, the episode that is most memorable, the episode that is still carrying you and lifting you and encouraging you. So I want you to make sure that you review, that you review the show because your review of the show helps us to reach more people and impact lives with the empowering, enlightening and educating word of Jesus Christ. And also, I want to connect with you via social media. That's right. Let's connect via social media. Make sure that you go to CT Johnson Ministries International and like it on Facebook. There we can communicate one with the other. Also on Twitter and Instagram, the handle is CTJ Ministries. Connect with me there. Like and follow me on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel, CT Johnson Ministries. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so you will receive notifications every time we are live and or upload new content. And for more information, you can contact the ministry via the website ctjohnson.org. Until next time, know that I love you. Be empowered. 